I'm Jeffrey Wright, and you're listening to Mission Daily. Selected as best of 2018 by Apple, Mission Daily is the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Mission Daily, and we are back to Relationships Week. We covered the four agreements in the first Monday and Tuesday episode, and now in Wednesday's episode. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We're I thought ta- you were trying to trick me with this one. We're talking about The Fifth Agreement, which was a follow-up book. So the first book was written by Don Miguel Ruiz, and I think it took eight years until he collaborated with his son on the second book, which is called The Fifth Agreement, which is a great follow-up uh, to the classic. Yep. Love it. All right. So is The Fifth Agreement, I will disclose I have not read this book. That's why I thought this was a you're trying to trick me episode because I'm like, um, the book was called Four Agreements and we just went over all four. (laughs) I think you're making assumptions. How often do I try to (laughs) trick you prior to episodes? I don't know. Sometimes you do a little gotchas. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, So what is the fifth agreement? The fifth agreement is be skeptical, but learn to listen. Love it. So skeptical of? Everything. Okay. So Listening is obviously a superpower. It's underrated. We can fall into traps of assumptions and imaginings about what the other person's motives are. And instead of that, just listen. And when you do, it's okay to be skeptical. It's uh, important to remember that that person's dictionary of how they use words, what words mean to them might not match up with yours. So they might have a word that they use. It might be the same word that you use your experiences with that word and the joys or the traumas that you've endured when that word has come up in your life before, they're not going to match up. So it's very, very hard to communicate perfectly with others. It's the state of affairs most times is miscommunications. And we get past those miscommunications when we're intent on listening, but we still express skepticism. Yep. And how good does it feel too when you just not only are being listened to, but you take a step you take a second and a step back when someone's talking and just let them talk and you realize partway through that what you were thinking they were talking about or where you thought they were headed was actually not correct just because you stopped and were listening for a second it happens a lot for me so you remind me a lot of times to ask more questions and when i do i often find out that a person's motives were nothing like i had imagined and I said earlier, you know, expressing skepticism, you don't have to express skepticism. It's something you can just be thinking about. And it's, uh, again, skepticism pulls you back into a much more mindful and resourceful state. It doesn't mean that you're just disagreeing with things all the time, but it does mean that you give the other person space to explore their truth, their experiences, the best they can with their words. And when you do that, they're probably going to give you permission to do the same. And that's what great relationships are built on, is the ability to communicate with others. And it takes a long time to communicate and perfect your communication and learn what words mean to the other person in your relationship. So this agreement is something that, again, sounds simple, but very challenging to put into practice. Yeah. And I think when I first saw Be Skeptical, you think negative things about that. You don't think it's actually about listening and giving someone the benefit of the doubt and things like that. But that's also just, you know, my view on that word and my agreement that I've made with what the word skeptical means. So 
They just kind of circled back to the first couple agreements on, okay, maybe how I'm viewing that word is incorrect. What makes me feel so negative about that word? And coming back to why it can actually be positive. Yeah, I think when people think about skepticism, they think about doubt. They think about all the times in the past where they have expressed something and told others what happened or their version of events and their version of events has been discounted. I know personally, that's what I, there's baggage there when I hear the word skepticism because there's been a lot of pain in my life when I've expressed in my mind a very objective account of what has happened and it's been met with disinterest or, you know, different people at certain points saying, well, that's a lie. And I'm thinking, no, that's probably, you know, that's not an exaggeration. That's probably an under exaggeration. And uh, that's a very, if you've been through that, a lot of, a lot of people have that feeling of not being listened to, of, of being constantly questioned. It's pretty hard. And so I know personally, that's something that I'm always trying to, I'm not always trying to get past it, but I know that I've had challenges in the past with that. Yep. I know mine's not as intense as that, but when I think of skeptical, I have a bad memory of this one person I used to work with who every time he'd present something, he'd be like, let me play the devil's advocate. Uh, And I'm like, please don't. Like, I mean, it's one thing to have like ideas and, you know, constructive criticism, but this dude just always wanted to play devil's advocate. And I just want to be like, stop. And that's what comes to mind when I think skeptical. But that was like the root cause of like, why am I so annoyed by that word? Why does it, you know, trigger like, oh, pain, annoying, like, that's why. So Yeah, so I think so many times when that happens, it is really, really annoying because the person doesn't have all the context and or or they don't have any context sometimes. So when you're trading context and information and clarifying points with others in your relationship, you have to, you know, it's going to take time. And it's if somebody is coming to the conversation from the first sentence by playing the devil's advocate, it's not going to work. Honestly, how are you going to get anywhere if a person just doubts you again, again, and again? So, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that to tie it back into previous episodes, instead of being annoyed at that person or letting it even impact me thinking, okay, why does this person feel like they have to speak up and be the loudest in the room every time? And what are they feeling about themselves? Maybe, you know, they're doubting themselves, like what they know and trying to put myself in their shoes to not get offended, not take it personally, even if it's like against my presentation or something, and realize that they're doing the best that they can and they're figuring it out and giving them a little bit more leniency and not actually letting it affect my mood, which is, you know, should be what I'm protecting. Yes. And just noticing when that happens is uh, it can put you in a really resourceful state because oftentimes the person that you know, enters a room and wants all the attention and everything. It's it's good to just let them have that sometimes. Yeah. And maybe they need it that day. Exactly, exactly. And uh, again, when you get into implementing this today, I think that you know, just taking some moments to pause and listen, you're never going to go wrong with that. Listening is a superpower, and when you do feel lonely, when you do feel like you're not being listened to, it's an invitation to listen to others first. So. Provide value up front. Don't ask to be listened to before you first listen. And it can feel like I'm burnt out. I don't have the ability to do this. I've been burned so many times in the past where I've listened to others and it hasn't been reciprocated, but do it anyways. And it's when you listen to others, you're going to be able to sift through all the relationships in your life and find out who's going to listen to you in return. If you feel like none of the people in your life have listened to you up until this point, keep looking 
I know it can feel exhausting sometimes. It can feel very, very depressing when you have not been listened to enough. But keep looking because there are people out there that recognize that, that cherish that. And we talked about having faith earlier. You have to have faith that there's going to be people out there who are like you, that are interested in smart self-improvement, that are about listening, that are about practicing and improving their lives. I can tell you from our audience and our community, there are millions of people out there like that. They might not be immediately around you at this point, but they do exist in the world. So find the others. Yeah, love it. Did you have any other key takeaways from the Fifth Agreement book? I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, th- there, there are definitely a whole bunch of other thoughts, but the biggest thing I need to work on more is just listening and, and listening more, uh, I would say, proactively, where I listen to others, pause, and then ask for clarifying details or try to get to the the root of what they're saying or ask them to better define what they're saying. All right. So in the next episode, you guys are going to hear an amazing interview. Yes. Chad, do you want to provide any details or do you want to tease it? I think we have uh, two special guests coming on and they tie into this theme week pretty well. All right. So we hope you guys are enjoying the theme weeks. And yeah, this week was one of my favorites. So I feel like we bonded, you know? <laughs> the best part about doing these theme weeks is we get to you know practice our communication and yeah, come together and give ourselves, you know, expand our toolkit of mental models of thought processes. And it's super helpful for us. And based on the feedback we've received from all our listeners and subscribers, I think it's been helpful to everyone out there as well. Yeah, so we're learning with them. I like the, it. If our theme weeks have been helpful for you, be sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us. Uh, it helps more people find the show or just text somebody and share the podcast with a friend. That means a lot. And the DMs are open. Our emails are open. So if Mission Daily has been a helpful podcast for you in any way, be sure to let us know. It means a lot. It keeps us going. And if you have any specific theme weeks that you want to hear next time, let us know. List them out and we'll do our best to provide them to you. Yep. And we will see you guys next week. See you next week. And I'll see you in the interviews with our two special guests. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, their customer times five, Twilio, and Katera, who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, And if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.